Hi everybody, on uh, on our podcast today we have Violet and Nikki, uh, two people that I met randomly on the internets, and I'll explain in a second, and they're from the United States. Uh, I met Violet while doing the endless scroll on Instagram, and I commented on a picture of John Brown, a historical figure who she'll talk about it, uh, briefly, and uh, she said that this was a great ancestor of hers. So obviously intrigued and with a healthy, healthy sense of skepticism, I, I commented back. And before you know it, we're friends and we're having a lively conversation. I said, hey, let's do a podcast. Uh, turns out that Nikki and Violet both practice uh, Wiccanism, if I'm getting that correctly, under the, the pagan umbrella, which I was like, whoa, I just talked about this. How, how uh, serendipitous. Um, but more than that, it was just a great conversation to have. Uh, with everything going on in the world, there's certainly some assumptions about our neighbors to the south, and it's just good to talk to somebody with a refreshing perspective on things. And I'm just so thankful for their time uh, and uh, and sharing uh, their thoughts today. So hope you enjoy, and thank you for listening. All right, okay, no, it's it's good to go. So. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm I'm good, thank you. This is uh uh one of the most random podcasts I've done. Uh, so I have with me here I have Nikki and Violet. So Violet, how did how did we become friends on Instagram? This is a story we're sharing. I feel. I well, it was because I had posted something on an Instagram board about John Brown and Amelia Earhart being related. Mm-hmm. And because I'm related to them, um, John Brown is fifth um, in my family, and Amelia was sixth. Um, so, yeah, and then it just it goes from there. And started out in the Netherlands, and it kind of worked its way to England, and then America, and they happened. And <laughs> wow! So, who there's 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 obviously a lot going on in in the states. And, well, yes. there was certainly, and you know, I can't speak to it because I obviously don't live there. But uh, who is who is John Brown for those who don't know? He was an American abolitionist, and he had basically led slaves to revolt, and he armed them to fight for themselves. And it got pretty brutal, and he wound up being hung for trying to give slaves freedom, right. trying to help them to gain their own freedom. So. Yeah, we we have uh, countries have different sort of figures that are controversial, right? So some may have viewed John Brown as like this this amazing you know martyr abolitionist who fought yeah. for this cause and for freedom, and then other people they said he was like a crazy guy, right? Oh yeah, yeah, and his you know I think they did actually, if I remember right tried to have him put away or they did at some point for a while but i know his mom was actually put away in a mental institution and then he had been raised by his dad right yeah yeah okay so because i think in when that picture that you showed me of like how did you find out that you were related to these people because because listeners and and I always encourage people to be 
you know, skeptical, of course, right? Don't just oh, yeah. believe anything, right? How did oh, yeah. you find, uh, find out this information? Well, I'd grown up with the stories from my grandma and my dad about our family line. Mm. And, you know, when you just hear the stories, you're like, okay, whatever, you know, it, you know, it could be true, it couldn't. And then my aunt Shirley had gotten our family book drawn up our family tree book and I was reading through there and it had John Brown in it. And I was like, wow, you know, and then I had started digging deeper because there's other things I wanted to know about why, you know, why I could be so creative and why I liked mm. the things I did. And I was like, does this run in my family? And I started digging and I had found Amelia and how she was, sixth generation right after John and John's mom was a Mills, which is my maiden name. And Amelia's mom was a Mills. So, and then with all this digging I was doing, I found not only them, but it goes back to in the Netherlands, we were royalty and then painters for um, Adam Frantz van der Meulen. He's one of the ancestors. He painted for King Louis IV. And then it just goes on to John and Amelia. And then we've got Bob Hope and the Mills is over in the UK and then Josh Homme. And I'm like, this is crazy. I can't believe this. <laughs> yeah. So um, I heard that uh, like there's such a thing as uh, hereditary, you know, healing and stuff like that. Like you okay. can, yeah. Now, do you, do you guys have a background in that? Like, That's one of the things I was officially digging for. Mm -hmm. And what I have found was that a lot of the ancestors wanted to be priests. And so, but the funny thing was they would practice magic and then they would pretend to be Christians though but they were actually practicing witchcraft. And I was like, that's fascinating. Right. Because my dad had always, you know, he raised me like, here, let's go to church, but we're going to practice magic. And I was like, well, now that makes sense. <laughs> okay. So now the, I, I, I'm a very amateur uh, historian here, but. That's okay. So much. <laughs> yeah. But obviously the church and magic do not, go hand in hand right so they don't know and there was there was the witch trials of salem and you know the witch mm -hmm. trials in, in spain and stuff so what exactly kind of magic what 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 kind of magic was this that you guys were doing well i know back when my great 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 grandpa peter was a knight um he was knight's templar and they were supposed to be protecting the Catholics, but they were practicing witchcraft. And so it does go all the way back to that. And I'm still trying to learn like exactly how deep they went with their magic, you know, what forms they practiced. Um, was it like something darker? Was it just healing magic, you know? I'm learning every day about him and it just kind of draws out more and more about why we are the way we are. So. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, you hear people talk about body, mind, spirit, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, you take care of your body, you take care of your mind, you take care of your spirit. 
but all those things are so, uh, you know, they're so nebulous, like, well, how do I do that? Right. And one thing that I noticed when I was talking with these spiritual practitioners, as I like to call them, because to say, you know, you're a witch or whatever, it's almost like that is such a, uh, uh, it's such a classifying statement. It's not really, it is, it's it broader than that. Mm-hmm. Right. So how would you, like, how did you get into this? Like, you said your dad did it when you were a kid. So you've mm-hmm. always had kind of a connection with this? Oh, yes. Like from the day I was born. And my mom was Romani. So she would always teach me things. And with her, it was more mysterious. Like I'd have to figure it out on my own that I could, you know, feel certain energies or able to do certain things. And I'd be like, what's going on here? And she'd kind of give me this little look like, you know, that runs in the family. And I'm like, great. And so my dad was more, you know, he's like, the day you were born, I knew you were kind of, you know, you had a little something and he just kind of would encourage me to keep going with it. Okay. So. And, and what sort of, what sort of things is that? Well, he would like Christmas, you know, wasn't normal around our house compared mm-hmm. to most families. I would end up getting, you know, books on astrology and tarot and palmistry and he'd buy me books on just like basic witchcraft learning the basics and we'd get candles and crystal balls and this is actually I have one of them right here that he bought me when I was younger right here and I've had this since I was a kid my trusty little crystal (laughs) oh so I yeah again like I said I don't know how any of this stuff works now Nikki Tell, tell us about your sort of, your background with, uh, with dare I call it magic. Is that, is that a correct term to use? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I started, so like around back when I was in high school, you know, of course, I was born and raised Catholic because my father was Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, his whole family was. And so I was born and raised into that. As I got older, I away from the Catholic Church as they call it right and I kind of went off and did my own thing and just went to a Christian church with a couple of my high school friends but then you know that was around the same time when like the TV show Buffy the Vampire Slayer came out and charmed and I was so interested in that like on Buffy especially when one of the characters, Willow, started delving into witchcraft and mm. becoming Wiccan, I was just so enthralled by that. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that would be so wonderful if I could learn more about that. And, you know, back then the internet wasn't so as wide as it is now, you know, and it didn't have as much information. So I did as little, as much research as I could back then on it. And I did research on other religions as well, like Judaism, Buddhism, like anything that I could get my hands on, Wiccan. And my mom was always very much more on the spiritual side. Like she was raised Methodist, but she like believed in psychics and mediums and that type of thing. So she kind of got me interested into that. So even though I was still going to church at the time with my friends, I was getting more interested in the more spiritual side of things. And as I got older and I had more access to 
doing my own thing. Like I had my own car, my own phone, my own computer to where I could do my own searches. And I just fell in love with the more spiritual side of things. And through Facebook, I found my cousin here, Violet. And once we started talking, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like meant to be. And I found out more about Wiccan and everything that it can do. And that some people get the wrong idea mm. about it, that Wiccans are bad people and like they curse people and put hexes on you. And when <laughs> Wiccans are good witches, like you don't do that. Like you're all about loving nature and everything. Well, one thing that, uh, and, and, uh, you know, I, this is that, you know, I don't know anything about this and that's why I, I, I appreciate you guys trusting me in this. Cause like I said, you know, we just oh, met we over, that. over random on Instagram. So <laughs> is Wiccan, is it a religion or is it like a practice? Wiccan is more of a practice. That was okay. something that it's like more of a modern form of witchcraft and it takes from that, but it also adds its own elements. Okay. Because, uh, I, I've always had a problem with religion because religion to me is like, it's like rules that you have to follow. And if you don't follow, you're a bad person and life is just, it's not, you know, monochrome. It's, or I don't even know if that's the right word, but it's not, it's not black and white. Right. Uh, it's, it's a lot of gray. So that's what I'm kind of asking. It sounds like Wiccan is more this spiritual practice. Would you, would you agree? Or is it like, is it like faith? You know, cause you hear a lot of Christians talking about, well, I'm not religious. I have faith. So how do you, how do you become Wiccan? Like, is it, is it something you're born with? Well, maybe not always. Um, I would say Wiccan the more modern version of it is more like a connection with the earth and the energies and you're drawing off of that and recognizing yourself within that. And it is different from regular witchcraft a bit. Now, regular witchcraft, you are still drawing from nature and the energy around you and it's still very spiritual but you don't have as many rules as you would with Wicca. Wicca is more, you know, they, they tend to put a lot of white, gray, and black in it, which is, she's more, she practices more Wicca and I practice more witchcraft because of that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I would say they're both very nature-based and very energy-based, but they do have their differences as far as rules go. And, what, what are some of the, and I think Nikki sort of touched on the rules. It's almost more like, uh, you know, thou shall not cause harm, if that's correct. <laughs> what, what are some of these guiding principles? Basically, do unto others as you would want done unto yourself, you know, and a lot of Wiccans believe in karma. Some yeah. don't, some do. Um, in witchcraft, some might believe in karma. I'm not one who does. I just, you know, if I feel like it's something that needs to be done, I'll do it. Um, with Wicca, you've got, they tend to stick a lot to positive vibes and doing positive things and more so the healing than anything like 
hexing or anything like yeah. that. So, okay, which is a great answer. And like, I just look at our world today and there's so much conflict. Oh, right? yeah. And that's why, like when I, for example, talking to you, the both of you, and, and when I went to the shop, which I don't know if you've listened to that episode, but I just had this revelation that in, in a place that seems so far out there or with a concept that seems so far out there, it's incredibly open-minded. Oh, yeah. Like it's the antithesis of, you know, judgmental and closed off. And it's like, damn, that's something that we could really pick up on. Right? Oh, yeah. And I think that's why it's gaining so much momentum these mm. days is because everybody wants peace, you know, and they, they want that spiritual connection with the earth and to just, it helps when you're spiritually connected with the earth, it helps you be spiritually connected with other humans. And that's what we're looking for. And some places it's, gaining really great momentum and some places there seems to be struggles but that's a that's a great question so um i love the subjective experience because when other people share their stories we hear them and we're like damn i connect with that right and we realize mm -hmm. that we're more similar than we are different oh yeah how is how is the the is there a rise of uh this sort of Wiccanism, if you will, in the United States? Oh, definitely. Mm. How is that being, uh, how, how is that in, cause I know that the States, this is based on my understanding is that it's quite religious, quite Christian. It can be back in the day. I think it was more Christian than it is now. Right. I've heard that there's, less people going to church these days here in the United States. And I don't know if that's true of other countries, but, and I've also seen where um, just around our town, there's churches going around and like, this is really creepy. They're going into people's yards when they see their kids out and trying to talk them into coming to like a youth group or whatever. And that's like, that shows they're really desperate, you know, that mm. they're, they're losing their momentum. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I believe that there's, you know, I don't know, I don't know what to believe, but I know, <laughs> I believe that there's, it's, there's not nothing, but I also don't believe that it's uh, a certain script, right? Like, yeah, yeah. if you look at the history of various religions, you know, there's, there's a degree of, uh, uh, you know, of human agency here. It's not all divinity, right? Like, yeah. that's why I describe myself more as an agnostic. And I, and I almost feel like there's a rise in that nowadays because to oh. believe in, in nothing, it's like, how could you do that, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of hard to believe in nothing sometimes, you know, with the crazy things that go on. It's like, mm. there's something that's got to be behind that. Right. Right. And just and, growing up, even talking to my dad, he's, he's had some crazy experiences and he's like, how do you chalk that down to nothing? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, that's, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So total aside here, but a Ouija mm -hmm. boards. Yeah. 
Is that is that legit? Like, is that black? Is that black magic? Is that an evil entity? I guess it just depends how you look at it. Like, mm. I wouldn't say it's something evil. We, me, and Nikki use those as communication tools, and it's true. It needs to be done right. I mean, not everyone should be handed a Ouija board because <laughs> yeah. not everyone knows how to use one. It's yeah. something to take very seriously. Anything like Ouija boards and tarot cards. It's spirit communication. And a lot of people, I think it's really funny, a lot of people will say, oh, I'm going to hop on the Ouija board and talk to so-and-so tonight. It's like, mm -hmm. you don't know who you're going to get. So I, I really hope you researched and you know exactly the possibilities of this. So, <laughs> so I, are you able to explain how that, like, again, and I, and I, I just want to be completely transparent. All of this stuff, I am like, I'm coming from a place of wonder, not, mm -hmm. not of any conviction. I'm just like, Oh, that's good. I yeah. love answering questions about it. I love talking to people about it. So. Good. good. <laughs> well, I, I, I can tell that's why I, I, again, I appreciate you guys being here. So how does, how does that work? Um, kind of opening up this communication to the, that whatever's out there, this other, is it another universe? Like what exactly is it? It could be many universes. We never know. Um, a lot of meditation, a lot of research, a lot of just being still and listening, feeling the energy around you. And like when you're sitting down to a Ouija board, it's, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're still, you're listening. Cause it's not like that, wham, it's going to hit you in the face. It's, the little subtle things it's the change of energy around you it's you know and sometimes crazy things could happen when you're on a Ouija board and it could either be other people's energy in the room that you're with or mm. it could be you've reached something or someone who's just very rambunctious you know <laughs> right so what because I believe that at different stages in your life, you have different energies, right? Like, oh, yes. I used to be, uh, you know, the epitome of ADHD because there was so much going on that I'm like, I eventually came to this point when, okay, I got to sit, I got to, I got to be still. Mm -hmm. And for anybody who knows me, it's, I'm still a work in progress. Do you, we agree? All yeah, well, I, you have to always be, you know, growing, right? You got to, if you have an open mind, you'll live a long life. That's what I think. That's true. So what, what exactly is energy? Like, is, is that what you're communicating with or is it something greater? It's all energy, I think, because like our spirits, that's energy. Mm -hmm. And I believe that, you know, when we, when our bodies die, our spirits don't die. Those are energy. You know, our spirits are energy. And what you're communicating with, it could be a good energy, or it could be an energy that's maybe on a lower vibration. And you're gonna attract exactly the type of energy that you are. 
So if you've got, you know, great energy, you're going to attract a higher vibration, higher frequency. You've got the lower vibrations, you're going to attract something lower. Mm. And if you go into it, not knowing what you want to attract, you're going to, you know, you might get something pretty crazy. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. Well, the mind, I'm just purely fascinated by the mind because, you know, we don't, we don't even understand the full mm -hmm. capacity of our own brains, right? Oh, yes. So you mentioned, you talked about this, you know, uh, invoking positive energy. So what can a person do to receive positive energy? Give positive energy. Okay. And, and, and what does that look like? Helping others, mm -hmm. showing love you know, constantly keeping your thoughts in more of a positive train instead of like, you know, negative energy might be like you look in the mirror every day and tell yourself, you know, you're horrible or you're ugly or something like that. But more positive would think, you know, I'm beautiful. I could use work here and there, but I'm beautiful. And then give that energy to other people. You know, you see someone walking down the street, you might see they're a little sad, say something great to them. Spread the positive energy. They'll spread it around too if you give it to them. The the, the pay it forward principle. Mm -hmm. Even just a friendly smile their way. Yeah. So you mentioned, and I think, I don't know about Nikki, but Violet, you were thinking of moving to Canada. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Well, Thank we would love, we would love to have you. <laughs> Thank um, you. I'd love to be there. <laughs> so why do you want to move to Canada? I personally can't sit still mm -hmm. because of my mom's side. There was a lot of Romani and she could never sit still. And I'm sorry, kind of wh sorry. What is Romani? A lot of people say gypsy, but then there's people who don't like that term. I don't mind it. Romani is a traveler. Gotcha. Yeah. They have a hard time settling down. They're very, they have to see everything. And, and that's how we are on my mom's side, so. And my grandpa, I tried doing genealogy research on his side, on my mother's, well, my mother's side, and it's impossible. It's so frustrating. But I did get my grandmother on her side, and she came from, and this is funny, and I'm still trying to figure this out, it's so confusing. Her last name before she married my grandpa was Sherwood, and she came out of Nottingham. And so I'm like, is Robin Hood. Yeah, did they found the Sherwood Forest? And I've tried to look that up, and it doesn't say anything that there were actual like founders of the forest. It says that it got its name Sherwood because it was the Shire on the woods. And I was like, okay, so this is confusing. Maybe she had like a piece in the whole Robin Hood thing. Maybe not. But then there's also Jackie Onassis Kennedy on that side, and I haven't really dug too deep into that. But I was like, that's cool. Maybe sometime I'll have to dig. But, and then you've got my grandpa who's just, there's nothing. Hmm. <laughs> I, and why do you think that is? They didn't like to be on the census. They didn't like to be known about. They just, they wanted to be free. They wanted to travel and not have chains of the usual society. You know, they didn't want to be chained right. down. So, and I really like that. Yeah, it's this kind of, uh, I mean, 
It's interesting when we talk to people, I, I did a podcast with somebody from South Africa and their grandfather worked with uh, uh, Nelson Mandela. And you're just like, oh, that's so wild. And, you know, I had a drunk uncle who told me all the time, because my last name's Grant. They're like, we are related to Ulysses Grant, the president of the United States. And I'm like, yeah, that's bullshit, Dale. Right? You never do know. That, but that's true, right? Like, the older I'm getting, the more it's just like, I don't know anything, right? Like, the more you know, the less you know. And oh, yeah. that's more confusing. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I'm like, we got to talk because you're saying, <laughs> right? Like, you know, all these people, like, or you're related to all these people. And it's like, well, who am, who am I to say that you aren't? Right. But how do we find these things? And how do we know that mm -hmm. this is who is related to us? other than through the records and stuff like that. Is, is that, is that how, you know, it's through records or because Amelia, to, go ahead. Sorry. Family stories and all mm -hmm. the digging, yeah. all the digging I've done. And then, you know, tracing, you know, you got to trace your family tree to find this stuff out. It's never easy because it's just, there's so many branches and it goes wild and you're like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what about you, Nikki? Do you have any, uh, is there, is there a, a president in your, in your back? Are, are you guys related, like blood relatives? Yeah, we are. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. Okay. So, so me and her are cousins, so my, I'm related to her through my mom's side of the family. Gotcha, okay. Okay. But we're both Dutch royalty from. <laughs> right. Well, my wife's Dutch and she's definitely royalty, so. Awesome. <laughs> I, I mean, Maybe I don't know, actually, but, but for sure, that's the way that, you know, anyways. But uh, yeah, our family's like really huge on my mom's hmm. side. On my father's side, he does have a smaller family. However, with their last name is pretty famous in Texas, mm -hmm. um, which is Odom, because there is a town near Corpus Christi called Odom, Texas. And that was named after my great, 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 great grandfather. It was named after him. And like, there's an Odom High School down there, Bank of Odom, so many different towns, and they have all this land out there. And it's pretty cool. That's awesome. I, yeah, I, Texas is a pretty, uh, we have a Texas here in Canada. It's called Alberta. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Well, I, you, you know, the stereotypes of Texans, right? And I apologize, Nikki, but you know, <laughs> taken. they're, they're the Lone Star state and uh, Alberta, you know, so they, they have a lot of oil there and uh, you know, rednecks, that sort of archetype. There's a lot of that there in Alberta. So we call it, I, I refer to it as our Texas and BC, British Columbia, where I live is like California. It's pretty like weed is legal. Actually, weed's legal throughout Canada, <laughs> which is great. Um, question for you guys. So I've read a lot about uh, psycho, psychedelic drugs, mm -hmm. right? Is that a legit way of connecting with you know, spirits and things like that? What's your take on psychedelic drugs? It can be useful. It'll, you know, it depends on the witch if they want to use them or not. I believe they can be a very spiritual thing. You can get a very good spiritual connection with them. What about you, Nikki? 
I believe that too, but it does also depend on the person. Like mm -hmm. if you do have high anxiety or you're unsure about your result that you'll be getting, then you probably don't want to do that. Invoke but like if that. you're on a good, even level and you're like, okay, this is why I'm going in. I'm going into it with a positive attitude, no worries, no stress. And you take it, then you connect positively and that's a great point because so much in our life and allow me just to try and riff with this for a second, but we, we white knuckle our lives, right? Like we're like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Like we resist so much. And you know, there's such a rise in things like anxiety, depression and all this stuff. And I think it's just because we think too much and we try to control too much. Like I went skydiving and, uh, it was fucking terrifying for lack of a better word. <laughs> and it was, it, it, it revealed to me just how futile I am as a human being. I was about to fall like whatever, 30,000 feet. I don't think it was that high. I don't know. But high. <laughs> it was high enough. Right. And as I was about to jump out the airplane, I was like, ah, like trying to resist. <laughs> Why? Why do we resist so much in our lives? We're afraid of the outcome. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's so obvious, but it's just so easily forgotten. Mm -hmm. No and one what, thinks about the journey. They always think about the end, you know, which is, you know, everybody's guilty of that. Mm -hmm. You've got point A and then you've got point B and no one's like, oh, how's the journey going to go to help me get to point B? It's always like, oh my God, point B is going to kill me. So... <laughs> Yeah. I, I, you know, and I, I don't know about you guys, but I've lived my life a lot of times just wanting to get to the destination yep. oh, and yeah. not, not enjoying the journey. And it was like, the journey was what frustrated me. It was like, ah, why can't I just get there? And then I got there and then it was like, okay, well now what? And it's like, I'm living my life in this almost whack-a-mole pursuit, which is Kind of, we're bringing around full circle, but what is a solution to our angst? And I think you've identified it, but I want, I want to hear oh, yeah. your words. Take a deep breath and just enjoy the journey. <laughs> yeah. You know, what? shit happens. It's going to happen. The universe throws out crazy stuff at us to, you know, so far we've all handled it pretty well. Most of us. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Nikki? Well, I personally think, you know, like there's, everybody has several journeys in life. Like everybody's always saying like, oh, I can't wait to get to my final destination in this life. And it's like, no, like once you get to that one, then there's going to be another destination after that. Like you're going to have so many different little journeys in your life. It's going to be amazing. And you just got to try to not overthink it so much and just relax and enjoy the ride. Yeah. That, it's such an interesting paradox that the key to our prisons, as well as the prison itself, is right here. It's our brains. Exactly. Right? But the same thing that can, you know, enchain us is the same thing that can allow us to be free mentally. And a lot of people, they'll they'll let society affect their decisions too. And 
you know, this everyone's single path doesn't belong to all of society. It's your path. You have to live it. Don't let someone else live it for you. If you feel like, you know, the best thing for you is the best thing for you, then you do that. Don't do what, you know, your friend is like, oh, give me crazy advice because that's just the way society's taught them. Like, don't take that path. You yeah. should take the other path. Well, no, you take gotta, you gotta decide which one which is gonna one be better best. for you. Like, even if you have to pause a moment and meditate on it for a day or two or five minutes, however long it takes and do that and then go your own way. Great song, by the way. Um, go your own way. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I do think that that is the problem with, you know, there's cancel culture and there's the Twitter mob and all this stuff. And we get wrapped up in, you know, choosing a side because that's the side that we have to be on. And if we're not on that side, we're going to get, you know, shamed for it. Uh-huh. And so sad. Yeah. And and again, the antidote is just like, we have to stop caring what people think. But also, we need to stop thinking that people care so much of what we think. Exactly. Right? Or even what we do. They're, yeah. they're focused on themselves, you know? They're going to give you crazy advice, and then they're just going to drop you off that plane and let you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like sky falling. Uh, yeah. But I, I think that, yeah, that's like for social media, we just need to stop posting stupid it shit. Gets, it gets crazy. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Now you talked about meditation. Mm -hmm. What, what does that look like for you? Like, how do you guys meditate? And I know I it's a, it's an, indi it's an individualistic thing. So sorry, Nick. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, uh, Violet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, different for everybody. I mean, I like to go out to the woods and just hang out with the trees. I take my art supplies. Sometimes I'll take some incense and just find a good tree, sit down, stick the incense in the ground, give it a light, and then I'll read a book or I'll sketch. It's as simple as that. Doing you time, you know? Feel the energy around you while you're doing it. What do you like to do? What's your I sometimes meditate late at night, like as I'm laying down in bed before I fall asleep. Because in Texas, we don't have as many woods. Right. I was surprised to find that. <laughs> so I like, like, go out to the forest and relax and meditate. But I mean, I have been down to the beach recently in the couple weeks ago, and I was able to do some what they call grounding. And just to like put my feet in the sand and just relax and be one with the universe. And then at night I would just sit up there on the balcony and bathe in the moonlight and just bask in the universe's amazingness that it is. And there's just, that beauty is so overwhelming and it's why some people can't breathe. It's, amazing and Whoa. just enjoying it that is a great point i love what your your two very different answers is so wonderful because a lot of people they live in the city and it's like it, it, 
like that's the most challenging, perhaps the most challenging environment to be mindful, to have a meditative practice. But you were just describing yours. And Violet, I love what you're saying about like you describing it. It was so Zen like. You're like, yeah, I go out in the woods and I light my incense. And it's like, damn, I want to do that right now. <laughs> it's great. Right? Yeah. Well, you guys would love BC because BC is like, it's forests everywhere. Oh, yes. That's it's one of the reasons we want to move to Canada because <laughs> yeah. we want a nice forested place where we can just get away from each other, you know, because it's like, you have a family, you're all stuck in the house together. You love each other, but once in a while, you gotta get yeah. away. You gotta have One space. of my favorite bands from back in the day is from Victoria. Which band? Hot Hot Heat. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. There's lots of good music from Canada. Oh yeah. Yeah, yes, Just, Justin Bieber, no. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not proud of that guy. Have you, okay, so you guys like heavy metal, right? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay, so have you heard of the band Cataclysm? Yes. Okay, they're from Montreal. Yep. Yeah. Um, my husband was telling me about that. And because um, I had wanted to move to French Canada. And mm -hmm. as I told you, he's like, I don't want to learn French. <laughs> yeah. He's like so scared to move to French Canada. So we're probably going to end up um, in somewhere like Ontario to start out with. I'm going to try my best to be like, you know, we should just inch towards Montreal and also, I know that's where um, Cirque du Soleil came out of. Is that and where it came from? Yeah, I did not know that until I was researching Canada. And I was Look like, Look at that. You just, yeah, yeah. You probably know more about this country than I do already. Do you know who our, do we have a president or a prime minister? Trivia prime question. Minister. Justin, yeah. how do you pronounce his last name? Trudeau? Trudeau. Trudeau, okay. Yeah, he's, he's a controversial figure because. You know, Canada is not uh, kind of like the United States, not, you know, I don't, I, I try to avoid comparisons, but there's, there's not everybody's on the same board, boat, obviously, oh. right? So last part, because I'm looking at the time and I would love to do this again. Uh, do you have any questions for a Canadian? Let's see. And there's, there's no, there's no, ask me anything. Well, the one thing I am frightened about is mm -hmm. how difficult is it to go through getting citizenship? Because I've heard that it takes like, you know, five years at least, and you can live there for that five years, but is it, is it this big, super scary thing they make it sound like? Because <laughs> I'm frightened. <laughs> That's a good question. Now, I was, I was born here. I was fortunate enough to be born in Canada. Yeah. So I don't know, but like anything you, you know, you get your visa, there, there's a process. Um, I don't think it's as difficult. Again, like, I don't know, I don't know enough about, you know, how it works in the States, but there's mm -hmm. definitely a process. Um, but, you know, you can, you could do it I easily. I've read somewhere, or was it a video? I, I do a little of both YouTube videoing and reading up on it. And um, I heard that, I guess the U.S. has a hand in whether they want to let you go to Canada. And so I'm like, oh man, like what if they really want to keep somebody over in the U.S.? Like what if they're just like, no, just, just for the sake of no. <laughs> Which they probably wouldn't be, but I'm like, you know, that'd suck. <laughs> 
yeah. told my husband that. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, again, I don't know. Like, and and is that because of the coronavirus? That. Oh that yeah, would... probably nowadays more yeah. so. It'd probably be even harder, I would think, because yeah. you guys have your borders shut to the U.S. And I'm like, how are we gonna get there if this Corona thing just never stops? Oh. <laughs> how is it there where you guys live in terms of? the effects of coronavirus? It's got highs and lows mm -hmm. in places um, where Nikki is. There's in highs China. and lows. Yeah. Like yeah. where in my city where I live, it's about 30 minutes away from Dallas, which is, has become a hot spot recently. Oh. Um, but hopefully they're thinking that the love, that it will start leveling down sooner rather than later. But in, where I live out in Plano, it's not, terrible um but definitely with all the different jobs and restaurants and everything of course it's it's a coin toss now like yeah so many more people are getting more scared about going out now to where there's less people going out but at the same time there's a million people going out because there's right. so much traffic but yeah at the same time there's not that many people going out so it's weird. <laughs> what, what do you, and this always happens. I'm like, okay, last question. And then I go for another 15 minutes. So sorry to my listeners, which is, uh, you know, consists of my mother and my uh, extended family. I'm just kidding. But uh, what, what is the coronavirus? Like, I feel, I'll just tell you where I'm at with this. I almost feel like I would not be shocked to think, well, I'm not shocked to think this, but it's Mother Earth's way of saying like, hey, smarten up. Oh, yeah. I'm You're stronger than you. I don't give a shit about your concrete jungles. I own you. It's her telling us we need to all go to our room and settle down. <laughs> right. Can we do that? It's hard, but you know what? We're just, we're going to have to. We're going to yeah. have to suck it up. And, um... It was really cool, I thought, that at the beginning, pollution was actually letting up a bit when people were staying home. And I was like, well, that's the answer, you know? Everybody needs to chill out for a while, take a vacation. Yeah, stay home. Up. Yeah, <laughs> hang out with the fam, start a garden. <laughs> yeah, oh, you should see my garden. I'll try, I'll try and show you guys after. Awesome. Well, I, well, just again, just to be respectful of time here and your time. Uh, we'll end it here, but thank you okay. so much. Well, thank, thank you for having us. Do you have, do you have any last questions for me? Do for, for a Canadian? Let's see. I'm sure I'll have more after well, this. I yeah, can never yeah. think of them like right on the spot. <laughs> I should have, I should have asked sooner. So you'll um, get a message. Hey, what about yeah, this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm here to How, help. So how's the poutine? Oh, man. It is the what a great question, unreal. It's the best. It's a staple here, man. Yeah, you know what? And and I actually want to thank you guys because there is a bit of a again a stereotype about Americans uh, not knowing anything about Canada, you know. And it's oh, like, that's not true. Yeah, like, well, that, that's why it. <laughs> yeah, it's so great that you know to talk to, you know to 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 switch up that stereotype because. There's a lot of that in the world and there needs to be a oh. lot less of it. So, but yes, poutine, amazing. Great question, Nikki. 
Yeah, even on the West Coast, because poutine's actually from like a, a Montreal, French Canadian thing. But, you know, it's here. Have you ever heard of a Caesar? The drink of Caesar? No. Unreal. It's vodka, Clamato, Worcestershire, uh, Worcester, and Tabasco. Oh, that sounds oh, amazing. Yeah. Yes. Dude, you will thank me later. And then, and then you, you rim the glass with uh, celery salt. Oh, I've got yeah. some. That That's a Canadian thing. That's a Canadian thing. Well, so, thank you. You just gave us something new to try. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, you guys take care. Thank you, you too. too. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of I'm Probably Wrong About Everything. Although this I do know without your support, uh, your listenership, whether you're a family, friend, or somebody new, none of this would be possible without you. So thank you for listening. Um, I'd appreciate if you could share this on your social media, you know, your, your Twitter, your Instagram, whatever and uh, help continue to grow our community. So thank you for doing that. And uh, most importantly, have a wonderful day.